0: I want to take this time to center ourselves and to prepare to hear from the Lord this morning. So I share these words. I want you to, uh, to inhale. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us inhale. This is the day the Lord has made. We're inhaling, inhaling the Lord. And we're going to exhale. I will be glad in it. So we're going to do that one more time. With me? Okay. This is the day the Lord has made. Breathe it in. And you repeat after me. This is the day the Lord has made. Right? I will be glad and rejoice in it. Amen. Let's go ahead and just take a, a moment just to t- take a deep breath in. And then slowly exhale. Let's do another deep breath in. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Just to center ourselves in this moment as we encounter the Lord. I want to invite you to, to close your eyes. I want you to, to put your, your shoulders back, your back against the back of that seat. And I want you to feel the Lord has you. He's got your back and you are seated firmly with Christ this morning. And now I want you to, to wiggle your toes, whether they might be in sandals, they might be in shoes. Wiggle in our toes to know that we're on holy ground this morning holy ground and now i want you to open your hands palms up to receive what it is that the lord has for you today as you've come seeking to worship and to praise him lord i pray that your spirit will fall in this moment lord let your glory fall Let your mercy and your grace fall. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this opportunity to gather here this morning to worship you and to praise you. God, we've come into this this space this morning in all types of different conditions. And Lord, we just give those to you in this moment. And so as we have our, our hands outstretched to you and our palms up, Lord, in this moment, we give to you the burdens. We give to you the struggles. We give to you the joys in our life. And in this moment, we receive, at the same time with our hands, your presence and your glory. Father, we love you and we thank you that you meet us here this morning. I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to receive what it is that you have for us this morning. It's in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus we pray and all of God's people said, Well, it is so good to be together uh, as we praise and worship this morning, and and the Lord has a word for us this morning, and so excited to to be with you uh, as we continue in our sermon series called Brave. And my message this morning is hope in the midst of today's chaos. I don't know about you, but I feel like we are in the midst of chaos, and uh, sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming faith is challenging, and it stretches us sometimes. And I think that we're in a season where where the Lord is stretching us, that the world is stretching us. I don't know how many of you guys grew up with the Stretch Armstrong. Everybody know what I'm talking about? His arms, right? Yeah, yeah, he would pull Stretch Armstrong. And and then uh, how many of us are familiar with The Incredibles, right? We love The Incredibles uh, movies. And um, uh, there's a character called Elastigirl from The Incredibles. And she is the mom of uh, the family, and she's also a a superhero, and can I just say that all moms are superheroes, Amen, Amen. And her superpower is elasticity and shape shifting. Shape shifting. So next time you are struggling with your weight, you can say that you're a superhero, and your power is shape shifting. All right. Anybody feeling better about themselves? All right. So she uses this uh, this power that she has of, of, of elasticity to stretch into those tight tight spots in those difficult situations. Again, some of us are feeling stretched, and in fact, stretched out of our comfort zones, going about life in ways that are foreign to us, being stretched so much that we're ready to snap, stretched in a way that we've lost our patience and are holding on to any ounce of hope we can. Anybody this morning, right? I think a lot of us are feeling this way. But, but God right? But God, while it looks like things are out of control, behind the scenes there is a God who has not surrendered his authority. A favorite quote of mine by A. W. Tozer. We've got it up on the screen. While it looks like things are out of control, behind the scenes there is a God, right, who has not surrendered his authority. First John tells us, you dear children are from God. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Don't forget that with whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're going to face this week. It's hope in the midst of chaos. Our hope is in the Lord. So this morning, well, we're going to spend some time in Second Timothy, and I want to give you some context about uh, this, this book of Second Timothy. It is Paul's final letter. It's his final letters, and it's his famous last words, if you will. And he reveals his heart in this letter and also his priorities. And there are only uh, four short chapters uh, in this particular book. And it contains two main themes. The first is encouragement to be faithful. And the second is difficult times. Boy, is this timely. Is this timely. Uh, This letter was not written to us, as these, these letters were not written to us, but they are written for us. They are written for us. So here are these words from 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. We've got the words up on the screen as well. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of this word. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the days ahead. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godly, godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with these people. Paul, tell us how you really feel, right? Tell us how you really feel. Paul says to expect terrible times. As we know, life is not all sunshine and roses. And that doesn't make us pessimists. It makes us realists. Life happens. Life happens. And in the words of, of Forrest Gump, right? Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. We get this image from Paul that they were in a storm. And we're in a storm. I don't know if if you feel that at times. And literally, we've been in a storm the past couple days. 2020, uh, we we were all quarantined, right? We're all huddled up and we're in our homes and we're not allowed to go see each other and go out and do all the things that we're used to doing. But now we're out, right? We're out and it's not very pretty at times. There's a lot of controversy now about being vaccinated, about not being vaccinated. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, travel, don't travel. Uh, sing, don't sing. There's just opinions all over the place. And there's a, a quote that I had shared before, and I feel that it's worthy to share again. We're not all in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm. Amen? Amen. You see, the enemy seeks to destroy, cause division, doubt, fear, confusion, and loves to pit us against one another. You see, this message, it's not about who is right and who is wrong. It's about respecting another person that we don't agree with. And we see that throughout all strokes of our lives. 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 14 uh, tells us, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. But of peace. I love this quote by uh, Toby Mac. It's, it's called, practice the pause. And I think we can all learn so much from it. When in doubt, Pause when angry, pause, when tired, pause, when stressed, pause, and when you pause, pray, pray. I don't know about you, but I feel like the world, we're just all kinds of sideways right now. In Haiti, the death toll is near 2,000, and those injured around 9,000, and the images of the story, as I had mentioned earlier, out of Afghanistan are absolutely gut-wrenching. And then we add a new strain of COVID that is surging all over the world. And the economy is being challenged, as we know. Uh, We uh, have uh, been in a a time, at least that I haven't seen for quite a long time, that I've never seen so many now hiring signs. I don't know about you, but wherever you go, if it's a restaurant, it's a store. Now hiring everywhere you go. And then there's also signs on the door, especially if you're in a restaurant, to please be patient because we're understaffed. We see that as well. Some businesses have had to cut back uh, their business operating hours because they don't have the workers. And uh, we know that we're ultimately going to pay that price uh, with an increase of the cost of goods and services. I want to share a little story of you of a uh, help-wanted, position-wanted ad that was in the paper. It says, I would like a job, I would like, position-wanted, I would like a job as tutor, teacher, and advisor to your family. I will never take a vacation i will never be out of humor i don't drink or smoke i won't borrow your clothes or raid your refrigerator i will be up in the morning as early as anyone in the household and will stay up as late as anyone wishes i will help solve any problems your children might have i will give you the satisfaction of knowing that no question your children ask will go unanswered for that matter i will answer any of your questions on subjects that range from how we got here to where are we headed i will help settle bets and differences of opinions i will give you information that will help you with your job your family and all of your other interests in short i will give you the knowledge that will ensure the continued success of your family i am your bible do i get the job hear these words from second timothy chapter 3 the third the 10th uh, verse. He goes on to say, you however know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings, what kinds of things have happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted, while evil, evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse deceiving and being deceived. Many of us have had role models in our, our lives and, and those people that we look up to, those people that we want to be like, who do you look up to right now in these days, right? No matter what our age, we have people that we look up to and people that we want to be like. And Paul, he he tells us, be sure to follow the right examples. Follow the right examples. Our goal in this Christian life is to become like Jesus. Not to become Jesus, but to become like Jesus. In John 14, 12, Jesus tells us, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. Greater things. You see, this, this book that has been given to us, it's not just for information, but it's for Transformation. We pick up in verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you have learned it, and how and from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, and righteousness, so that the servant of God may thoroughly be equipped for every good work. Every good work. The uh, prophet Micah tells us what the Lord requires of us. He's an Old Testament prophet. And he says, what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Or to continue with what you've learned. Don't stop learning. Just because we graduate from high school, we graduate from college, whatever we are learning in life, it doesn't end. Never stop learning. And then he says, and become convinced of, of, and then become convinced of what you believe, right? So what we believe, it's important in this season that we hold on to what we believe, and, and we know that uh, Timothy learned it from his grandmother and his mother. Those were role models for him early in his life that, that set that foundation for him. It had a tremendous influence on him, and it's important that we have good Christian influencers in our lives, right? To walk beside us. So what does the Bible do for us? What does the Bible do for us? It assures us of God's word. It makes us wise for salvation. It teaches us what is right. And it shows us what is wrong. And it corrects us how to be right. And it instructs us how to stay right. And it completes us for eternity. And it equips us for every good Work. Uh, how many times uh, have we been in the kitchen and we go to cook something and, and, and we, we go to a taste test or we sit down at dinner and we realize, you know, this just doesn't quite, quite taste just right. And we realize that we've left something out. Anybody done that, right? You've an ingredient, maybe even baking cookies and you forgot the, the baking soda. That's going to be a problem, right? Uh, maybe you've, uh, you go to put together a swing set, maybe assemble a grill or a bike, and then you realize there's just a few missing parts. little frustrating maybe you've uh, recently purchased a new house but you don't have any furniture in it just yet it's unfurnished versus furnished it's not complete you see god wants complete followers fully furnished fully equipped fully supplied so that he can use each and every one of us to our fullest potential now notice what i didn't say perfect He doesn't call us to be perfect, right? Because we are imperfect in our human form. But he calls us to our fullest potential and wants to equip us to do his work. So what does it look like to be spiritually prepared? The Bible gives us motivation and the power to live what we learn. If you're cold, let it warm you. If you're asleep, let it wake you. If you're a backslider, let it warn you. If you are defiled, let it wash you. If you're disobedient, let it redirect you. If you are uncertain, let it witness to you. And if you are unsaved, let it win you. Let it win you. So an an invitation and a challenge to each and every one of us this week. How are you growing in your walk with the Lord? How are you growing in your walk with the Lord? What is one thing that you're going to do this week to say, Lord, I, I want to do this one thing that I can grow closer in my relationship with you. And, and, and Dwayne Davis, he, he has this, this uh, wonderful thing that he says, We're not, we don't have to be 100% better. We don't have to be 99% better. We want to just get 1% better. 1% better. How many of us can handle 1%? Yeah, we can handle 1%. 1% better. So what's that one thing you're going to do this week? Could it be devotion time? Could it be prayer time? Could it be saying, you know what? I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to get involved here at Faith Community through whether it be serving or being in a group to be in community, uh, Christian fellowship with others. What is your 1% better? I want to share uh, Psalm 19, 7 through 14 uh, as we close. I would ask that would you open, just your, open your heart and your mind as if the Lord is speaking to you in this very moment. Because guess what? He is. He's speaking through me to you. Hear these words. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warmed, and keep in them there is a great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Let us pray. Father, we come before you and we just thank you for this time this morning. It has been such a sweet, sweet time of worship. Of fellowship, of not only growing closer to you and Lord, Lord leaning into you, Lord, but being together as the body of Christ, how you intended. And Father, we we ask your blessing upon this season, especially this season that we're in, where it's difficult. It's difficult, and Lord, we're all in in our different boats, but boy, are we in the same storm, and it's a doozy. It's a doozy. And so, Father, I pray that that we would have patience with one another, that we would have patience with ourselves, that we would extend your mercy and grace, and that we would be a beacon of light in the midst of this darkness that we're in. And we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. And, Lord, I pray for the ways that that, that we're going to strive to be better disciples, to get 1% better in our relationship with you, because, Lord, we know all relationships take work and our relationship with you is no different. So Lord, I, I just look forward to the ways that you're just going to continue to bless us as we draw, draw close to you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray, and all of God's people said, amen.
1: This morning as we were rehearsing, um, we, we noticed that from the condensation of the air conditioning, um, there's there's droplets of water that are falling on the stage, and um, we talked about because we were singing holy water, like oh that's good timing. But uh, I, but I kid you not, I was just walking up here to get my stuff, and I went over there to get get my pack on, and a drop of water hit me right on top of the head. So I was like, okay God, all right, all right, all right, I hear you, I hear you this morning. Would you stand and sing this again with us? You. Walking down these desert roads, water for my thirsty soul. I need you. Oh, I need you. Your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. It's like the sound of a symphony to my ears. It's It's like like holy water on my... grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need you every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. Your forgiveness is like sweet. The sound of a symphony to my ears. It's like.
0: Amen. Yes, Lord. Okay, we're going to try this. While we're all standing, can you wiggle your toes while you're standing? We can do that. Lord, I, I want to bless the feet and the toes in this room. Lord, where, where they're going to go this week. And Lord, I pray that wherever these feet and these co- toes go this week, that those who, who, who have these toes and these feet know that the Lord goes with you. Amen? Amen. And then I want us to put our hand over our heart. Lord, we ask in this moment, Lord, that you would bless our hearts to be open to you, to be open to you, Lord, to receive you and to see you in our midst. And then we're going to hold out our hands. Lord, I ask that you would bless our hands for those that we're going to touch and encounter this week. May we be vessels of your mercy and your grace and your love. I want to send you out with this passage, uh, words from Jesus found in the book of John. He says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Do not give I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Amen. Go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to be blessed. Amen.